May peace be with you. If you stick around at the end, there's more information about our community and how to find us. And now, here's this week's Centering Scripture, followed by the sermon. Our scripture this morning is from Matthew chapter 13, verses 1 to 9. On that day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the sea. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat down, and the whole crowd stood along the shore. And he spoke to them of length in parables, saying, A sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seed fell on the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky ground where it had little soil, It sprang up at once because the soil was not deep, and when the sun rose, it was scorched, and it withered for lack of roots. Some seed fell on among thorns, and thorns grew up and choked it. But some seed fell on rich soil and produced fruit, a hundred or sixty or thirtyfold. Whoever whoever has ears ought to hear. When I was interviewing for this position, the search committee had me read something called the Vital Church Assessment. And Pastor Nora preached on it uh, this spring about the results of that. And it was a bit about who is St. Luke, what uh, might St. Luke's uh, future look like, And we'll be doing a lot more of that work in the coming year. Who are we? What what makes sense? Where are our future missions? But in that, um, uh, we had about 65% of the congregation respond to that. So eventually we want to get everybody's voice in it. But um, in that study, let me just kind of quote a little bit of it. It says, um, growing and renewing a church requires a deep engagement with spiritual practices. Growing and renewing a church requires deep engagement in spiritual practices. So that's kind of one of the motivations behind this series on prayer. And a number of you in those interviews talked about um, wanting those things. I want to know how to pray. Um, And so uh, given that our lives are busy, people spend time commuting, we have many, many um, commitments, we want to think about how do we grow our spiritual well so that we have a lot to pull on. So that's not really the sermon, but it's the why, the why of this sermon. So, because now I'm going to turn to Frank Babka. (laughs) He's gotten nervous. So Dubuque, Iowa, correct me, is a... a, um, a small, beautiful city on the Mississippi River, and it has seven hills. And on those seven hills is a monastery. Each one of those hills has a monastery or a convent or a religious house. There's also a Presbyterian University and a Presbyterian seminary there. Uh, And that's why I'm looking at Frank, because if you don't know him, he'd love to tell you about how beautiful Dubuque is. On the Mississippi side of crossing over is a women's religious community called Cincinnawa, or Cincinnawa, 
depending on how you pronounce it. I think it depends on which side of the river you live. Cincinnati. The Cincinnati Dominicans are the kind of women that St. Lucas would love. They are educators. They are phenomenal preachers. They are biblical scholars, and they are socially engaged. You would love them. You would love them. Well, one of the sisters was Sister Stevie. Right? In those days, women, when they professed, they made their final vows, they got a new name, and quite often they were a guy's name. <laughs> I have no idea what her, her female name was, but Sister Stevie. And she was revered. You would love her too because every day she began her day by reading the New York Times and eating a Hershey bar. <laughs> Can't you love a woman like that? The New York Times and a Hershey bar. Now, as Sister Stevie aged, she was approaching actually her death, many of her friends wanted to come and spend time with her. Really kind of that type of person where you wanted to sit at their feet and soak up all of the wisdom that they had. A woman who had lived a life well lived and a life of deep, intelligent faith. What could she offer? Well. A piece of that advice from Sister Stevie was, pray while you are young. Pray while you are healthy. It gets harder as you grow old. It gets harder as you grow old. It's counterintuitive, isn't it? You think, well, you're retired. Where else are you going? Or you don't have as much mobility. Your life isn't as hectic. But this octogenarian was saying, pray while you're young because it gets harder. Naming that our spiritual lives will have times of great fruitfulness and seasons of withering is what Jesus is trying to address in today's parable. And our series over the next few weeks is about making ourselves good soil good soil for spiritual growth. And so each week, Pastor Nora, David, and I will hope to expand your prayer vocabulary with both ancient and new practices. Now, bravo. Bravo for those of you who can report. You have a rich prayer life. How beautiful it is to cultivate a faith that has complexity and strength. And if you've got this going on in your life, wow, I want to ask you to share that with others in our congregation. If you have complexity and strength that has grown out of your prayer life, please share that because we want to celebrate that and learn it. You will be our sister Stevie. Now, prayer is part of our calling as a Christian and really, it's not just about praying for ourselves. It's about praying for others. That's our calling. At St. Luke, the identity of one of the core values as you read every week in your bulletin is every member and friend is a minister of God. Every member and friend is a minister of God. One of the ways that you can be a particular blessing is that moment when a friend or a family member tells you, I'm having a hard time praying. I feel a bit flat. 
or God feels far away. In that sacred time, I want you to have a well of spiritual practices so that you can encourage your friend or beloved. And hopefully then by the end of this series, you will have picked up a few more styles, a few more options that you can have maybe for yourself, but maybe for that person you encounter who is seeking a way of drawing closer to God. One of my inspirations for this series is Gary Neal Hansen, a University of Dubuque faculty member from the seminary. He's now out in Pittsburgh. He has a book called Kneeling with Giants. I mentioned it in the e-blast. Kneeling with Giants, Learning to Pray with History's Best Teachers. And so it will be one of our guides. Hansen encourages it, that it takes sustained practice for us to learn a new way to pray. Um, it isn't, I mean, it's like many, many learning curves that an athlete or a musician would pursue. If they want to get to excellence, they've got to practice it, repeat it, do their scales, go out and do the basics over and over. And so Hansen says it won't take us, we won't learn this meaningful, deep place with just one or two tries. But in fact, we need to practice it for a minimum of 15 minutes a day over two weeks. And it's over that sustained practice that it becomes familiar or embedded in us in a way that it starts, we can start to relax into it and find a well there of, of, of good soil. So today's parable that Peter read comes from the rural landscape of Palestine. And it's both optimistic and realistic about how hard it is to grow faith. It's perfect summer imagery. Whether you have a patio pot of petunias or tomatoes, or you're growing a basil patch in your yard, or you have a full garden or a field, we are all cultivating something in the summer in Minnesota. So we understand this soil, right? We understand what's blossoming and what needs water and what needs cultivation and tending. Palestinian farmers today can be observed using both very modern, high-tech equipment as well as the ancient practice of throwing out the seeds and seeing where they scatter. And those seeds will scatter in rich, fertile land, on ground that is packed by the paths of animals going back and forth, and by bits of soil tucked in between rocks. It's just like it was described in the book of Matthew. Jesus gives the numerical growth number as 30% at the lowest, 60 and 100 fold at the top. And really most farmers in Palestine would expect about a 5% yield. So this 30% is wildly optimistic. When it comes to spiritual terms, the seed is the word of God and it can be scattered into our lives in welcoming conditions, and it can bear much fruit, and it will yield. But the seeds are also sometimes scattered when we are in seasons of hardship, anxiousness, worldly distraction, and the yield will go down. Now, if I was leading a camp 
devotion, we might get up and move about and do something more action-oriented. But um, we'll do that another time, maybe when we're on retreat or I feel a little bit more comfortable being silly. <laughs> so instead, what I want to do with us today is to take us to a Latin practice called Lectio Divina. Any of you familiar with it? Heard of Lectio? Yes. There are a few hands going up. Lectio Divina, a prayer practice as old as the sixth century, even prior to the monk St. Benedict, and it translates to divine reading. It is fitting because this prayer practice is one of listening to the scripture with the ear of our heart. It's a phrase that Benedict uses a lot. Listen with the ear of your heart because it is a dialogue between the listener and God. We are trying to use our whole self, our memories, our desires, our past life experience. And so we listen, we respond, we rest into the word of God. And it can be practiced alone, quietly at home, or in a group setting. And so in a few minutes, Peter's gonna come up and read another section of this Matthew Gospel. And I'm gonna give you the directions and then we're actually gonna do it. On page five, that insert, we're gonna focus on the bottom paragraph that begins with, but blessed are your eyes because they see. Now, nearby you are pencils or pens. If you're a person who finds meaning by scribbling, scratching, underlining, circling, highlighting. Feel free to grab one of those pencils. Or some of them are tucked under in the, in the hymnal rack. Some are just laid about. But if you're somebody who finds writing helpful, uh, grab something to write with. And so we're going to practice today's gospel reading. And so in a few minutes, Peter will come up. And so we will all have our bulletins, which has that full text. And we want to settle into a time of quiet. Kind of want to sit upright, because I don't want any nappers. <laughs> that was my old congregation. They slept a lot during chapel. But I have higher expectations here at St. Luke. <laughs> right, Judy? That we will stay awake, right? And there won't be piano music. David's a beautiful pianist, but we're going to do this quietly. And we won't chat, we won't visit, we won't compare notes. This is really a very private time of listening and reflecting. So, on the first round, we'll ask Peter to come up. Let's see. You can hold your hands up if you don't want to, uh, you know, on your lap. That's another and we're going to set aside our agendas, our worries, and our thoughts so that we might just attend to the text and give our sense of providence to God. I'm going to invite Peter to come and read through Blessed Are Your Eyes for the first reading. We'll read it three times. But blessed are your eyes because they see, and your ears because they hear. Amen, I say to you, 
Many prophets and righteous people longed to see what you see, but did not see it, and to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. Hear then the parable of the sower. The seed sown on the path is the one who hears the word of God, uh, word of the kingdom, without understanding it. And the evil one comes and steals away what was sown in his heart. The seed sown on rocky ground is the one that hears the word and receives it at once with joy. But he has no root and, the, and lasts only for a time. When some tribulation or persecution comes because of the word, he immediately falls away. The seed sown among thorns is the one who hears the word, but then worldly anxiety and the lure of riches choke the word, and it bears not no fruit. But the seed sown on rich soil is the one who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and yields a hundred or sixty or thirtyfold. Think about the word or the phrase that speaks to you at this moment. And we'll sit for a time. And then we'll read it a second time. The second time we look at that word or that phrase that stood out to us as an invitation to dialogue with God. Let the phrase wash over you and permeate your thoughts and feelings. But blessed are your eyes because they see and your ears because they hear. Amen, I say to you, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see but did not see it and to hear what you hear but did not hear it. Hear the parable of the sower. The seed sown on the path is the one who hears the word of God without understanding it. And the evil one comes and steals away what was sown in their heart. The seed sown on rocky ground is the one who hears the word and receives it at once with joy. But the one has no root and lasts only for a time. Some tribulation or persecution comes because of the word, and that one falls away. The seed sown among thorns is the one who hears the word, but then worldly anxieties and lure of riches choke the word, and it bears no fruit. 
but the seed sown on rich soil is the one who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and yields a hundred or sixty or thirty-fold. And finally, we contemplate reading it a third and final time just to ourselves. As you do this, release the word or the phrase that you have been praying with and be still and rest in God's embrace. What gift has God given you to take away from this prayer? To what action might God be inviting you? And thank God for this gift and invitation as you conclude your prayer. As a church located on Lakota land in Minnetonka, Minnesota, St. Luke is a joyful, inclusive, intergenerational, and compassionate community on a spiritual journey seeking to do justice, make peace, and to walk humbly with God. We invite you to join us live for virtual worship each Sunday morning on Facebook or YouTube, or by following the worship links on our website, stluke.mn. Thanks for listening. May you go in peace.